Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The Giants lose on Christmas Day to the Eagles, 33-25. And a lot that came out of this game. The Tommy DeVito story is seemingly over as after a rough first half, he was benched uh, at halftime. They came out of the second half with Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback. And Taylor almost led them to a comeback victory. It wasn't meant to be. Uh, but this is interesting in the sense that it's strange to make the, the switch only because Tyrod Taylor is clearly the better quarterback. And I do believe that the coaching staff knows that. Um, and I understand that Tommy DeVito is winning football games, but it's just strange the way they went about it that either if you want to just, if you are in the business of just trying to win football games, then to me, as soon as Tyrod Taylor was healthy, you start Taylor. Now, if you want to argue, okay, they had a three-game winning streak with DeVito. We're going to start DeVito for that reason versus the Saints. That is fine. But then once they lost the Saint game, it, like, it depends. I mean, again, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I don't have, like, a major problem with the way that it all played out. But, you know, if you're if you're trying to develop and winning isn't as important, then just stick with DeVito. Again, do I think Tommy DeVito is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? No, I don't. Definitely not. But this is someone that may be on your roster next season. So, to me unequivocally Tyrod Taylor is better than Tommy DeVito. I never really questioned that. I didn't really buy into the DeVito hype, but I think it was more so just the bravado and like just the local kid, that kind of thing. I, I think even like an honest DeVito fan knew that, you know, this is probably a short lived story, but that's like the big thing that comes out of this game. The game itself, it seemed like it was going to be another just classic Eagle thumping of the giants. Um, and that, in the first half, that definitely seemed like that was going to be the case. But the the Giants, thanks to some really key turnover, turnovers, and that's been like the key to the Giants having success lately. Not only turnovers, but like pretty crucial ones. And that's what happened. The Eagles kind of let the Giants back in the game. Uh, Taylor being the quarterback definitely helped as well. There was a long touchdown pass to Darius Slayton. There were some controversial calls and no calls as well, where... If you're the Giants, you might be upset. But the Eagles, you know, from a total yard standpoint, 465. I mean, the Giants defense was not very good in this game at all. Any way you want to look at it. Like, yes, the one reason why I'll give them some credit is you get the Adore Jackson pick six. Like, you could argue it was somewhat bend but don't break. But then after the Adore Jackson pick six, like the Eagle offense really had their way. And, and and to me, the biggest play of this game, uh, not in terms of officiating, because we're going to talk about a lot of plays that happened in this game that were, that did have an effect um, by penalty, but it was the third and 20 AJ Brown conversion. That to me really put like the Giants had all the momentum at that point. The game was 20 to 18 and Jalen Hurts is able to find A.J. Brown for it must have been at least 25 to 30 yards on a third and 20 conversion. So that was really big. So again, you look at the stats, it's really all Eagles. Um, rushing, passing, first downs, time of possession, um, third down efficiency was pretty damn good for Philly. A couple of fourth downs, as we know, they're good with the, 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 uh, the tush push. But yeah, like the Giants just made one too few many mistakes. 
ends up being, it, it came down to the last play of the game. Like the Giants, I would have never thought that. At halftime, I thought this is going to be just, again, what we've seen lately. But at the same time, the Eagles do win. And the Eagles had been on a three-game losing streak. So it's a big win for Philly to put them in a spot, um, you know, to win the NFC East. There's still an outside chance they could get the number one overall seed. So a lot's still on the line for the Eagles. But, um, you know, that's now 11 straight wins for the Eagles at the link. So the Giants have not won in Philly since 2013, which is nuts. Um, but this was more competitive while ugly. So there is that. And look, I, I preferred the loss anyway. Like that was... Um, that is better. So the Giants are now 5-10. and 10. They are in the fifth position right now. Um, and that... I think realistically the highest that you could get to is four. Like... Three isn't completely out of the question, but I would say that's rather unlikely. So I think that if they can get to the four spot, um, which again, like that can happen, not a terrible outcome considering where they were. However, with Tyrod Taylor as quarterback, the last two games are home against the Rams and the Eagles. Should the Giants lose both games? Yes, they should. I would not be surprised if they... Maybe it's me being like pessimistic, knowing that I like just want them to finish five and twelve and get this top five pick. Um, they might win one of those two games. Tyrod Taylor gives them a better, ch a much better chance to win than Tommy DeVito. That's just what it is. And to be honest with you, DeVito was not good in the first half. I, I didn't, ex I didn't really expect it. it like it just kind of happened. Um, and Dable said he wanted a spark. Hey, he's not wrong. Like Taylor gave him a spark, but it's just. Um, I would have to think that Tyrod Taylor is definitely the starting quarterback next week. Like, that's just, there's no doubt about that. But this was, I don't want to say fumble, but just the decision-making was weird. Like, where he was healthy for the Green Bay game, they went with DeVito. And, and so at that point, once you did go with DeVito against Green Bay 81, you knew he was definitely starting against New Orleans, no question. The, 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 the big question marks that you would have was, would be, why not go to Taylor versus the Packers? Or why not go to Taylor for the start of the Eagle game? Um, this was, again, like, I think weird to me, but I'm not going to really discuss it further than this because, again, like, at the end of the day, Tyrod Taylor is a free agent. At the end of the day, Tommy DeVito is not going to be anyone of real meaning. And, and to me, um, the, for him, best case, he's a backup next year for the Giants, but, like, the only way that happens, the like like you're bringing in another quarterback of legit significance. That's that's just it. There's no other way about it. Whether that be drafting a top quarterback, whether that be bringing in like a veteran to replace Tyrod Taylor, assuming that I don't think Taylor will be back. Um, so you know, but to be honest with you, I don't really mind like the, the, the DeVito story. It was kind of cool, but I don't mind that it's over. So anyway, let's talk about this game because there was a lot that did, that happened. Um, I'm trying to think injury wise, nothing really significant. Um, Dexter Lawrence, who was a quite, who was questionable. He played and, and seemed to play a good amount of snaps. Um, Asha Robinson was questionable. He played Nikim Nunez. Rochez did not, uh, he he's injured and, and did not play. Um, they, Kicker-wise, Randy Bullock's out for the season. Cade York, who... Cade York got hurt in practice. So Mason Crosby, the former Green Bay Packer, was actually the giant kicker. So the Giants are on, like, their fourth kicker. Even Jamie Gillen, who... The punter, he was, like, kind of banged up in this game. So 
that that's been a weird issue. And the special teams again was not good, uh, although they did get that key fumble recovery to start the second half. Uh, and then Paris Campbell continues to be just a healthy scratch. Like that Paris Campbell signing was a total failure. He was awful. But yeah, other than that, Evan Neal is officially out for the season. So uh, Evan Neal, his first two seasons as a Giant, could not have gone worse. And I think for next year, you need to get competition. Like I, Evan Neal will be here, obviously, but like he cannot be penciled in um, as as the right tackle. Like that's just not as a starting right tackle. Like if he earns it, great. But he no longer, uh, you know, just is going to be handed that. So anyway, Giants Eagles Christmas Day. Like I said, Eagles three game losing streak. Giants last week, uh, you know, any chances that they had were over. Giants go three and out to start, and then the and then very quickly a bad line drive punt by Jamie Gillen. Uh, Britton Covey returns it to the Giant 13, a 54-yard return, a lot of missed tackles. A lot of plays in this game were bad Giant tackling. Uh, Dean Belton, I think, was the worst one in this uh, situation. And there was, again, like, bad tackling that led to big plays. Plays that should have, in a lot of cases, been losses or whatever, end up turning into positive Eagle plays. So very quickly, after the three and out, good return, and then 12-yard run for DeAndre Swift, and then I believe it was the tush push, um, a, a one-yard easy touchdown for Jalen Hurts. So very quickly, 7 nothing Eagles. But the Giants do get a field on the next drive. Um, DeVito, the quarterback at this point, you get a first down for Daniel Bellinger. Um, Darius Slayton with a first down reception. You're in uh, Eagle territory at this point. Um, and eventually, Mason Crosby ends up hitting a 52-yard field goal that just kind of cleared it like... His leg is not great, and that was evident on kickoffs, like like which led to some interesting situations. But Crosby, you can tell it meant a lot for him. I, I believe that this was he had been signed like the Rams practice squad, and but I do think that this was his first non-Green Bay Packer kick. I think, um, and he had been a Green, uh, the Packer kicker for a very very long time. So that makes it seven three. But then the Eagles have a long eighteen play seventy two yard drive worth eight minutes and eleven seconds that actually takes up half of the first quarter and goes into the beginning of the second quarter. Dallas Goddard was pretty heavily involved, I'd say, on this one. Um, Goddard even getting a six-yard uh, catch on a fourth and five, where Xavier McKinney was playing way too far off of Goddard. Um, and the really crazy play, third and three at the Giants 17, Jalen Hurts, it's a fucked-up snap. And... Hertz is able to corral it, and not only does he like not lose the ball, he then runs and finds Calcaterra for a first down. The, uh, and Cordell Flott and Adore Jackson do a bad job of not at least holding it beyond the sticks, and it ends up being a first. So that was a crazy play. Then at the end of the first quarter, it looked as if DeAndre Swift may have had a touchdown, where Dexter Lawrence tried to take him down for a loss, which eventually it ends up being a negative two-yard play. But it seemed like he broke that and then got a touchdown. But the correct call was made. His, his knee was down. And so ultimately, the Eagles settled for a field goal, a, a short field goal by Jake Elliott. Uh, makes it 10-3. Then the Giants go three and out on the next drive. And then the Eagles, a very quick strike situation after another good punt return for the Eagles. It's a 16-yard run for Jalen Hurts. And then, boom, 36-yard touchdown. Hurts to Devontae Smith. Makes it 17-3 Eagles, and then the Giants uh, would pick up a first down, uh, a first down on a run by Saquon Barkley, 
But besides that, there was a sack and uh, uh, DeVito was sacked by Shaq Leonard and they punted away. So the Giants offense really did basically nothing at all except for that one earlier drive. Although the Eagles then go three and out and the last Giant drive, um, they end up turning it over on downs. There was a couple of fourth down conversions. Um, an Eagle defensive offside led to a situation where the Giants had fourth and one. Barkley gets 10 yards. Then on a fourth and one, Barkley gets five yards. And then another fourth and one. And at that point, they knew they were going to Saquon again. Saquon loses four yards. It was stupid. Like, you got to go DeVito QB sneak at the very least. And they don't do that. So the Giants turn it over on downs. And the Eagles get the ball back. Um, with 2.47 left in the half. And ultimately, I don't think there's anything really notable to touch on here. The Eagles, oh, well, of course, there definitely is. At the end of the drive, it is second and goal to 15. Jalen Hurts does something really stupid, but then Bobby O'Karake essentially does something dumber. Hurts, instead of, the, the Eagles have no timeouts left. Hurts is scrambling. He should have went out of bounds. Instead, he stays in. And so there was going to be an issue for them where they were going to have to clock it, but they may not have had enough time. But Bobby O'Karake is called for defensive delay and ga delay game because he was just sitting on Hurts. It brought me back to the Jet game from four or five games ago where the Giants should have not been so nice. I think it was Alan Lazard. Like, where they should have kind of not, like, not did what O'Karake did here, but, like, they were too gentle. When it came to that Jet game and the Jets were able to clock it with one second left here, O'Karaki just went way too far. And so what was done by the Eagles ends up being superseded by being done by the Giants. The clock stops and Jake Elliott gets a field goal, which ends up being pretty big. Uh, I guess I'd say, yeah, pretty big. So makes it 20 to 3. So at this point, it's looking like it's all Eagles. This is going to be a blowout. However, first play out of the half, it's Boston Scott, who is just the notorious Giant killer, who today... Not only did not get a touchdown versus the Giants, he was a negative. Like, this one play here, he ends up fumbling, and it's recovered by Isaiah Simmons. Simmons kind of made this whole thing happen, where Simmons hits Zacchaeus, who then hits his own teammate, Scott, who drops the ball, and Simmons recovers. At this point, Tyrod Taylor is now the starter, is the quarterback, and on three plays, all Saquon Barkley runs. The third one is a rushing touchdown for Barkley, a seventh, a seven-yard run, makes it 20-10. Uh, to 10. Then the Eagles go three and out. Um, and even a third and one stop. A nice play by Azizo Jalari. Um, a negative four yard loss for a negative negative four yards for DeAndre Swift. Um, Eagles punted away. I will say Kayvon Thibodeau like did not have a good game. And this is what I'm talking about with Thibodeau. Like, I like the sack numbers. I like um it, it, I would say it's been a more positive negative season, but very inconsistent. When it, when, when he faces good competition, I'm not seeing as much, but again, that's just me. So now, uh, Giants second drive with Ty with uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Taylor is able to scramble for a first, a 15-yard run first down. Then Taylor to Slayton. Uh, the Giants get the ball in the Eagle territory, but they they stall out. They were close to field goal range. And ultimately, a pretty bad... The, the Giants were going to go for on fourth and four at the 45. And a really bad call. They, they called John Michael Schmitz for a false start. Um, and, and that was just not a right call. And if they didn't call that, it would have been It would have been offside on the Eagles. So that's the thing there. Like, if you don't, like because the Eagles jumped off. That was not a good call at all. Uh, Schmitz, to me, did nothing wrong. But there you go. And so now the Giants punt. And so now the Eagles have the ball up by 10. 
And they're moving it slowly, but they're moving it up the field. Um, Calcaterra with the 12-yard reception. DeAndre Swift, 13-yard run. A.J. Brown, 14-yard catch. Um, and eventually, it gets to first and 10 at the Giant 18, but Mylotta with a legal block above the waist. Then an incomplete pass to A.J. Brown. Sets up second and 20 at the Giant 28. This is the last play... Oh, no, sorry. This is, like, one of the last plays of the third quarter. So, like, the Eagles at this point, like, the game's getting closer. But the Eagles are still in control. And that all changes on this play. Adoree Jackson, Adore Jackson gets a pick six. 76-yard touchdown return for Adoree. A play where Dallas Goddard slips on his route. And because he does that, uh, it allows Jackson to get it. He actually almost bobbled it. Like, he almost let this... I mean, again... We, and that happens a lot for DBs, where you had that easy pick six, but you drop it. He is able to corral it, return it all the way. And then Jalen Hurts actually is called for a horse collar tackle, which is enforced on the next play. The Giants use it on the two-point conversion and convert. Saquon Barkley with a two-point conversion run, barely gets, he barely got there. And so now it's 20 to 18. And this is what I was talking about before, where we go into the fourth quarter and it's a big situation. There was a holding call on Lane Johnson. There was a false start on Jason Kelsey. Third and 20 at the Eagle 26 in a two-point game. And it's A.J. Brown for 32 yards. Isaiah Simmons leaps up, barely misses it. And then the Eagles are kind of off and running. I thought kind of game. I thought, I mean, both Swift and Gamewell were good. Gamewell with a 22-yard run. A.J. Brown with a 12-yard catch. And on first and goal at the five, DeAndre Swift scores a five-yard touchdown, makes it 27-18 Eagles. So now the Giants have the ball. You get a Daniel Bellinger 20-yard catch. Daniel Bellinger was more between the tight ends, Bellinger and Waller. Waller did not make his first catch. There was a couple of close misconnections, including this drive that I'm about to tell you. But Bellinger was actually more involved initially, which was um a little weird. Waller was, you know, only made his receptions on, on the last drive. But anyway. You end up having a third and one of the Eagle 42. And, and Darren Waller's wide open. And Taylor, not a great throw. It's a little bit low. Waller could have still came up with it. Even if he does, it wouldn't have been a touchdown. But if this is done correctly, it's an easy Waller touchdown. But it's not. And then to make matters worse, fourth and one. Another fourth and one where they don't convert. Um, it, it was an incomplete pass from Taylor to Robinson. Where I think it was Hassan Reddick who comes in free. Pressuring Taylor. Just not a great play. The play calling was definitely a little bit spotty. Um, to say the least, and the and the Giants turn it over on downs. So the Eagles have a short field to play with. They're able to make it work. A big Dallas Goddard 21-yard catch really puts them in position to do so, and Jake Elliott hits a 44-yard field goal to give the Eagles a 30-18 lead with only six minutes left. So you think, okay, probably unlikely the Giants come back. However, second play of this drive, Tyrod Taylor to Darius Slayton, a 69-yard touchdown pass. Um, where he gets past Reed Blankenship, Slayton, that is, and just bad defense by the Eagles. The Eagles, it's funny, they were not impressive in this game, but yet, you know, against the Giants, they're going to beat the Giants, but they weren't that impressive. So that touchdown happens. And so now it's 33, uh, sorry, 30 to 25. Eagles get the ball back with a little more than five minutes to go. And the Giant defense just did not get the job done. DeAndre Swift really, really kind of ran down the Giants' throats. In this drive, tons of nice gains, stays in bounds, chews clock. The Giants eventually burn all their timeouts. And with 110 left, Jake Elliott hits a 43-yard field to make it an eight-point game. So now it's 33-25, Giants get the ball back with no timeouts left. On the first play, Hassan Reddick is called for roughing the passer. 
So that gives the Giants the ball at the 40-yard line. Couple of incomplete passes, but then Darren Waller finally makes his first catch of the night. Uh, it's a 12-yard catch uh, to get it to Eagle territory. Then on fourth and eight, a conversion from Taylor to Waller. 20-yard reception of the Eagle 26. The weird thing here is when he makes the catch, there's about 20 seconds left. And then they don't end up spiking it until there's like two seconds, like maybe like three or four seconds left. It was kind of crazy where um, I don't know what was happening. It wasn't so much the Giants' fault. Like Saquon had to rush the ball over to make it happen. I didn't quite understand what was going on. Like the line judge like was pretty slow. So the Giants were probably stripped of having maybe one extra play. I also thought on a play earlier, Wondell Robinson, on the, on the play before the Waller 20 yard catch, they probably should have called pass interference. Uh, Robinson was interfered with, but they didn't. And so it's the last play of the game at the 26-yard line, which is kind of tough. I almost feel like the Hail Marys are, are more successful than being in this part of the field. But Ty Tyra Taylor ends up throwing in the end zone. It's intercepted by Ringo, not the Beatle drummer. Um, and... That's the ball game. Now, people thought that maybe Saquon Barkley was interfered with in the end zone. I didn't quite see that. I, I I had no problem with anything that happened on that play. But, you know, the the mir the Christmas miracle did not happen for the Giants. But they can hang their head high. Like, they really did finish strong. You know, the switch from DeVito to Taylor seemed to kind of ignite them. But they lose. Uh, and so, like, I don't mind this combination. They didn't make a fool of themselves. They still lose the game. Wish that it kind of maybe happened a few weeks ago. I feel like the Giants might have won one or too many games, but I digress. And so now the Giants dropped to 5-10. and 10. They are officially eliminated from playoff contention. Um, they were still, I mean, the chances they must have must have been like 0.1. I mean, it was like less than 1% for sure. Um, somehow they were not eliminated going to this game. This officially eliminates them from playoff contention. And so now the final two games are at home. Next, next week playing a very hungry Ram team who is in the driver's seat to make the playoffs. However, they have a date with the Niners the last week of the season. And the way things are looking right now, with the Niners lost tonight to the Ravens, like they are going to very much in all likelihood need to win that game to secure the one seed. So the Rams know like this is a very, very big game to win versus the Giants. They will be all in, of course. Um, but I expect this to be a competitive game. Uh, I'm hoping the Rams win, but at the same time, like... The Giants have been playing, you know, that Saint game was a bit of a stinker, um, but the Giants have been playing some pretty competitive football. So we'll see what happens uh, in the last two weeks of the season. But again, on Christmas Day, Tommy DeVito benched uh, for Tyrod Taylor, and the Giants lose to the Eagles 33-25.